You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! Tits Ovechkin charging and shooting and scoring! And Time he wins it in DC. Final score four to three. Yep, that's what becomes a hockey legend most. Welcome to the show, everybody. The SportsJourney.com radio network is back on the air. I am Bob Matthews. By the way, that was Zach Fish up from Hershey to call that game on Saturday night. He'll be on the mic again. He's pinch hitting for John Walton, who, if you haven't heard, uh, has to quarantine because he was exposed to somebody who had the COVID virus. And our best wishes go out to John. I hope that you are back behind the mic sometime soon. So the Caps go for 10 straight tonight. Second game of the back-to-back with the Bruins. Caps in Florida. Now the only teams left undefeated in the Red Rockers, of course, have played three more games than Florida because the uh, Florida's had a, a couple of them postponed because of COVID protocols. As far as how things went at the morning skate today, let's get you up to date on that, and then we'll hear from Head coach Peter Laviolette in just a couple of minutes. Biggest shakeup, and Laviolette is shaking the lines up. He's dropped uh, Jacob Vrana down to the fourth line with uh, Scarabosa and Sprong today. Uh, your top, Ovechkin is back on the top line. Ovi's skating with Backstrom and Tom Wilson again. Connor Sherry, TJ Oshie back at center on the second line, and Richard Ponick. And then Carl Haglin, Nick Dowd, Garnet Hathaway. Your defensive pairings at the skate today. Chara and Carlson, Dylan, uh, Brenda Dillon and Trevor Rand Rimsdyke, Dimitri Orloff and Nick Jensen, and Orloff will be playing tonight, and Jonas Siegenthaler and Martin Ferravari. No Lars Eller, no Justin Schultz. Uh, they were out there just very briefly, and they had uh, the non-contact jerseys on. Lars Eller still day-to-day. Brian Pino also out there in a non-contact jersey today. And again, uh, no Eller and no Schultz. So the Caps going for 10 straight tonight. And when I say 10 straight, I mean 10 straight games getting at least a point. Phew, what a hell of a start, especially when you consider all of the injuries and, of course, you know, the COVID protocols uh, that they've had to deal with. Evgeny Kuznetsov still not cleared from that, but three of your four are. We talked to Coach Peter Laviolette after practice today. Obviously, first question on everybody's mind. Shaking up the lines and moving Jacob Vrana down to the fourth and Connor Sheary up to the third. Why did he do that? All right, here's the coach on what's going on. Um, you know, Connor's for me, Connor's played really well. Um, you can see it. Um, he's working hard. He's creating. Um, this line was together a couple games ago. Um, the lines are going to change a little bit based on players coming in and out of the lineup. And I think that creates a, a good environment where you got to compete for uh, you know, for your ice time and, and, and make sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're doing your thing on the ice. And for me, Connor has like, 
Um, you watch him, he's, he's fast, he's physical, um, he's chipping in offensively. And so, um, like I said, this line was together um, a couple nights ago, and I thought they played really well. And from a production standpoint, you you can't blame him. I mean, uh, Sheary has has produced, you know, more statistically than Jacob Vrana at this point. Obviously, Vrana is, you know, fast as the wind out there. He's going to get his. But for now, it means more ice time for Connor Sheary. Our good friend Tarek El-Bashir asked uh, Peter, what kind of a grade you would give the team so far is, you know, we're almost a fifth of the way through the season now. So where does this team stand? And Laviolette said, really, with everything that's going on, you can't really give a good answer to that one yet. Yeah, again, I kind of answered this the other night. It's hard to get a real read, Tarek, because it's been, there's been so many moving parts in and out here and, uh, I'm not making excuses about it. I'm just saying it's it's kind of an incomplete thing um, as as guys are coming in and out of the lineup. Like I said the other night, there's you know you you got a two two centermen out of the lineup. You got Oshi playing center, and there's been guys that have been away from us for ten days or twelve days or whatever it is, and um, it's just moving. I think that there's been things that are good. Um, there's been things that are uh, still need work that we talk about and we review on a daily basis and uh, try to get better at. And so it's 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 a work in progress for sure from a five on five standpoint. Um, there's been periods where we've played pretty good. There's been periods where you know we haven't played to uh, played the way we like. And so you know I mentioned the Boston game last. So like obviously the first period wasn't very good. They were quicker. They possessed the puck more. But in the second period. I thought we fought back a little bit with our game in the third period. We held them to two scoring chances. So again, a smart third period. And I guess it depends on the game and what's dictating and what it's calling for um, with regard to specialty teams. And there was a, a game or two where I think the penalty kill got caught for some, you know, multiple goals and early on in the season, I think that's going to, that's going to, you know, affect your, your percentage. The power play has been good. Um, you know, the penalty kill didn't let up much the other night. Um, you know, with regard to pucks on net, I think there was maybe two or three chances and one of them ended up in the net. So um, that's probably also a work in progress where we've got uh, some guys out of the lineup and we're, we're dealing with that as well. And despite all those guys out of the lineup, though, uh, Laviolette said he's going to be consistent. All of these between the COVID protocols, the injuries, he is not changing his approach on game day. Um, not really. This is, <clears throat> this isn't, you know, this isn't something that is all of a sudden a first time thing that an NHL team is dealing with. There's lots of teams that deal with some adversity. And so I think it's how you handle it. And I think we've handled it pretty well. Uh, going back to the question from Tarek, I just think that it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get an exact read on what he's saying. And I don't disagree with him. I think that there's times where we look good and times we need to look better, but um, there's just moving pieces in there and, and, you know, we're trying to get guys up to speed as they, as they become available. And so it, it, that just pre- presents a little bit more of a challenge, but it's no different than a challenge when you just dealt with straight injuries on game 40 and you're, you know, you got five or six guys, guys out of the lineup. You have to figure out a way to compete and you have to figure out a way to win hockey games. Is it, it might not be as pretty as it was on game 40 as it was in game 30 when, you know, that things were maybe running a little bit smoother. Interesting. You know, interesting. That's, you know, that's Laviolette's approach is that you've, while you have to acknowledge the uniqueness of the situation this year, 
there's also things that you just you've gotta you can't let it psych you out either and, and you got to keep moving forward, and so that's what they'll do. Uh, Vitek Vanacek starting in goal again tonight, and we'll see if the Caps can run the mark to 10. News out of Ashburn never stops. It may slow down, especially this time of the year, but it seldom stops. And we got a little bit for you this week. First up, Stephanie Rivera posting on social media that Ron is cancer-free. So had the PET scan after the treatment. This is normal uh, a few months after you're finished with chemotherapy. And according to Stephanie, the uh, PET scan showed that Coach Rivera is cancer-free. And we are all very thankful to that. So congratulations, Ron, from all of us here at Sports Journey. Also making news this week, Jennifer King is now a full-time Washington football team assistant. You might remember she was an intern last year. She has been promoted to full-time assistant, assistant running backs coach. And we spoke to Jennifer a little bit earlier this week and asked her exactly um, what she thinks about it. As you might imagine, she was uh, fairly psyched at the new position. I think it's so important just to open up the entire pool you know, of applicants when you have a position, you know, so far historically in football, it's only essentially 50% of the pool, <laughs> you know, is no, no women are ever considered. And I think, um, you know, for future coach, female coaches coming up, just gives them, um, you know, kind of gets them a foot in the door. It's, it's up to us to do a good job. And, you know, I always say, it's not just, you're not just going to get here. You know, you got to put the work in, you have to know what you're doing. And that's one thing I love about the other coaches um, in the league right now. I feel like we're all, like, we're, we're where we're supposed to be. It's not like we're here for any other reason. Uh, it's not for publicity. We're here to work and, and make things better. And I'm sure there's a lot of little girls all across the country that have seen this news or seen some of your interviews and are inspired, see you as a role model. What is your message to so many young women, young girls all across this country? It's important for them to know that they can do, you know, anything. Um, it's been a great few months for women just in general of things that have been accomplished and it's so important for them to know that they're they're strong and capable of doing whatever they want to do um, no matter what society may look like for them um, they're able to do it and you gotta say I mean you give the coaches credit we talk about coaching up all the time hey she was part of the running back room that saw the emergence of Antonio Gibson as potentially in every down back or at least developing into that Christian McCaffrey-type player. Saw a very effective J.D. McKissick. Saw a pretty effective Peyton Barber, too. She was one of the coaches that helped carve out all of the roles for those three guys. And not just that, but also get those players to buy into that's their role and own that. Because, you know, every player wants to be on the field for every down. Hey, you can't do that. That's that's not, you know, feasible. But she helped those guys uh, buy in. I think I forgot to mention it at the top, but she is assisting running backs coach Rodney Jordan now. So, again, it's, you know, it's the two of them that's in charge of getting those guys coached up. She talked about it a little bit just a second ago, but she does, you know, she knows that, obviously, um, this is, you know, something that hasn't been done before. 
And so we asked her, what does it all mean? And do you feel like a trailblazer? It meant a lot. Uh, you know, I put in a lot of hard work over the past few years to, to get to this point. And, um, you know, I was excited to be here in Washington and then, um, you know, did a, a good job with Randy and he did a good job with me. And, um, you know, here we are. So I'm definitely excited for, uh, you know, this next chapter. Um, I don't. Um, I, I really think this is something that, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, you can look back on and I'll really, I guess, um, feel the magnitude of it. Um, for now, you know, I really don't. I, I've been in the building. I've been working with the guys already. So it doesn't really feel a lot different for me um, now. You know, I'm obviously excited for the opportunity and excited to still be here. Um, but that's something I'll probably look back on later in life to really appreciate uh, this moment. Yeah, yeah, she she again wants to be treated like everybody else, wants to be held accountable like all the other coaches in the building. You might remember uh, Jennifer King actually played in a women's football league, got and then when she was done playing, started coaching basketball, but wanted to get back into football, and she was able to get that opportunity thanks to Ron Rivera down in Carolina. It was kind of one of those. Diff- type things like I was coaching basketball I was happy um I was successful things were good and you know I didn't really think about coaching football at a super high level you know until I started seeing like Katie Sowers you know getting opportunities in Atlanta at the time and um that's when kind of a light bulb just went off for me and um you know I started started making a way and make her way she did you might remember she was you know an unpaid staffer down in Carolina Rivera brings her here to Washington, makes her an intern at the beginning of last season, and now promotes her to full-time. We also asked her, because, you know, obviously it's it's a switch. It's a different game. But when she kind of knew that she could do this job? I think when I initially went uh, to the Panthers, um, you know, I thought I was going for two days for a rookie minicamp and ended up being there for five months or four months. So, I think after I, I kept getting called back, that first time getting called back after the rookie minicamp, that's when I really saw that, you know, maybe I can do this because I'm here. You know, it's up to me now what I'm going to do with this opportunity. But um, the hardest part of getting in the building and being there, you know, has been done. So now it's really up to me. Yeah, just, you know, I moved to the running back position, um, I guess, a little over a year or two now in Carolina. So just continuing to, to learn O-line play. Um, you know, our guys are great runners, so you don't have to always tell them how to run the ball. They, they got to the NFL, so they know how to run the ball. But just the, the small nuances of O-line play and, and our reads and our runs, and those are things that I have to continue to develop. And, um, you know, I, I really like the strides I made this past year with that, and um, I've built a great rapport, you know, with our running back room. Spoken like a true coach, and it seems, you know, the results on the field would indicate that, She's absolutely right. She has developed a good rapport, and it's produced positive results. What about her future goals? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. You know, I've always been a, a coach that kind of um, I'm happy where I am and doing my best there, and we'll see what happens. You know, I was an assistant basketball coach for nine years, and I had opportunities to move on, but I was in a good situation, and I was happy, so I did that. And, you know, right now I'm focused on how can we be better next year. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my, my real focus at the moment is, you know, how can we make each and every player better, which ultimately will make our team better. Right now, I would imagine she's helping the scouts get the draft board ready for April. All right, making the clock on the wall. It's time for us to get out of here. Thanks again. Uh, big weekend, Caps-Bruins. The Caps look to get points in their ninth straight game. 
coming up Saturday night. Face off at 7 o'clock. We'll talk about it on Monday. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man's soul and Yeah.